Welcome to episode one of Macro Hack Radio, the diet mentality. The word diet has become a hot button word that generally signifies suffering, punishing yourself for enjoying food, something that happens for a specific period of time and is something you turn on and off. And it can be quite damaging to somebody on any kind of health or fitness journey. And the way it gets portrayed in the media can also be very dangerous, especially to somebody who's just starting out. Before we delve into more specific topics down the road, we want to break down the word diet into a much broader and simpler concept, remove the potential negative connotations, and present to you our definition of the word diet, which is basically, if you eat, you are on a diet. Uh, so we hope you enjoy today's episode of Macro Hack Radio, The Diet Mentality. Here's Tyler and Leanne. We're going to talk about the word diet. It's so awesome. So we do a lot of consultations with people daily, weekly. We've done tons together separately. We talk about all sorts of things with people um, that are looking to change the way they think about this word diet. So they usually tell us, you know, what diets they've done, what their nutrition looks like, um, so on and so forth. But typically the thing that unites uh, all of these different approaches that people have done Number one, they are very unsustainable. And number two, they are all horrible. <laughs> and number three, people just have a very difficult time sticking to them. So um, I why, guess why are they unsustainable, Lee? Because they what all come them? down to restriction and, you know, of, of whatever. They're all just things, repack, ideas that are repackaged. Um, the word diet, it comes with a very negative connotation um, and most of most diets are failing because they have that negative connotation and they are restrictive from things that people like. And probably most of humankind's chokehold is going to be self-control uh, when it comes to whatever things are pleasurable to us. So um, usually when someone diets, what's the first thing they do? Cut they, all their carbs. They think, well, that and you, like, <laughs> what do you do before you start? dieting? Oh, the, the last it, supper, the last supper. We have to do the last supper, the last supper. It's always this thing that's coming that's very punishing that I got to prepare for and get ready to um, ready for this severe restriction that I'm going to have. My life is over and that I can't do anything else in my life. And I'm ready to to pour my heart out into this horrible, horrible restriction. Yes. And it's very frustrating. The mindset that people come into it, they they make it seem so bad. But eating is eating. Dieting is is eating. You do it every day. And so we always try to attach food to pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it always, it's such a short-term thing. Pleasure is something that goes, comes quickly and goes away so fast, and it leaves us pretty empty afterwards. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't attach dieting to pleasure. You have to attach dieting to living and being healthy, truly. Because how many times do we hear people say, um, I want to get healthy. That's really what I want to do. I want to be healthy. Yes, and there's the problem with the word healthy, we've noticed, is that it, it is such a subjective term where it depends how you were brought up, how you've eaten, what your past experiences are, what your family taught you, what the world teaches you, what magazines have said, what shows have said, what you've read. That defines people's concept of what is healthy. And it can have a very broad range. And a lot of it, um, to be honest, and that's not like picking on anybody, it lacks a lot of truth. (laughs) Most people's concept of what is healthy is very skewed um, and can actually be quite one of the things we find is most derailing for people is the concept of what is healthy 
they can get very derailed on their path, you know, to whatever fitness goal they have by this word healthy. Um, so healthy. So everyone's term or definition of healthy is completely different than like my term different. or definition might be similar to you, Leanne, but it might be different to Leanne or uh, Elena. It might be different to Pam. It might be different to Bob and George and everyone next to you because um, people don't understand what's in the food. Mm-hmm. They don't understand. They think it's just the types, but they think that an apple is healthy, which it is. Um, but people think that like hash browns and um, sausage is healthy. Sometimes. And some people would think, no, it's not. And you'd be surprised, or even bacon. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, people think that it, it's healthy, that it's okay to eat because it's a good food. It's yeah. good to eat. Um, but they don't know the quantity of it and what's actually in it. 100%. People get very derailed by just the food types and they're not aware that anything in excess can be derailing to your fitness goals and you know everything in moderation is healthy that you know we might get a little slack for saying that but it is the truth because there's just no way you're going to cut out entire food groups so it's frustrating um when people come into a diet quote unquote and they feel that it means throwing out all of the foods that they actually like because the reality is is we're human and we're flawed and you're going to want to eat those foods so the more you picture that thing as bad or the more you're going to want it the more yes. it's going to become a red button and it's going to be the first thing you run to when your motivation quote unquote is weak or your self-control is weak you're going to run to all now, those foods the red button what's the red button concept because i'll yeah. give you an analogy of that when, when you after you explain what, the red button yeah thing? explain that so any like humans are we experience this in a variety of situations daily but the bottom line is we are not an endless well of motivation um we're not an endless well of motivation so we have to rely on habits number one to be successful but number two we lose our self-control across the day we so say you go to work like there's a lot of stress there you're dealing with family husbands kids getting everybody everywhere we, we have to be disciplined towards X amount of things per day, but we don't have endless energy and resisting things that we that are deep within us as like desire, like our desires. It's hard to like hold those back all day. You have to have all this self-control to get through your day. So if like cookies are the one thing that you're thinking of like all day, there's going to be a point when your self-control is weak and you just cannot resist these cookies. So it's the red button where... The more people, the more you think to yourself, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to go home and eat the entire thing of Oreos. I'm not going to like go to Cold Stone and get the most giant one. And that's the thing you're going to do. It's going to become the red button. You want to push it hard (laughs) just because you're thinking about it all the time. Exactly. So I'll give you an example. This isn't food related, but when I was at work in the x-ray, when I worked in (laughs) x-ray in CT, when I worked in CT and the MRI as well. There was always this big, giant red button on the wall because it was an emergency button. And I tell you not, I always wanted to push it every time I worked. Like just your but eyes it was a glass box. It. it was a glass box over it. And every time I'm like, I want to push that button just so bad. See. Just to see. You should have done it on your last day. Tempting. I know, I should have. Why didn't you do that? I don't know. Just on the way out, I probably push that bad they, boy. They would never allow me to come back. Because <laughs> it shuts down the whole system. They have to have someone come in and like reboot it and it costs a lot of money too oh, there's a lot of um, there's a big process to it yeah especially when you shut it down on an mri machine it like 
kills it's not it. a good thing. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. <laughs> More consequences than just gaining weight on the scale. Yes. So it's very easy for dieting to be a negative thing because it's very common, and that's why 98% of the people fail within and, and fail their diets and gain all their weight back within two years. So it's really like what Leanne said, it's just repackaging um, a different diet. And people think it's like this magical thing that needs to happen in order for you to lose. Like you have to restrict certain foods or you have to eat certain things. You have to, it really becomes a mind boggling thing and everyone just becomes confused and they want to quit and stop. Or they'll do really good for like a few weeks and then get off the horse and, and, and temptation gets in the way and the life happens. They don't make it like in their lifestyle, truly. Any diet that you pick, you have to pick one that really you can do and follow forever, essentially, because it truly does have to be a lifestyle type of thing. And diets really are just calories in and calories out. That's pretty much what it is. And so um, it's really hard for people to think that it's actually pretty simple. Dieting is the losing weight is the easy part, but keeping it off forever is the hardest part. And people don't know how to do that. I think, I don't know, and Leanne, you probably agree, but I think the number one thing to help with any diet or lifestyle thing that you do or any diet approach you, you do, it comes down to your mindset. 100%. If you're always attaching it to pleasure, if you're always attaching it to, um, you know, having to live a life, which you have to live a life anyway, even if, you, if you're dieting down. You can't think of dieting as a bad thing. You have to think about it as a true lifestyle change. The most important thing to know about um taking a true lifestyle approach as well is that that whole word like of it being lifestyle is very it's a gray type word where humans have a hard time with things that are gray we very much like black and white and that's why diets become such an on and off switch where nobody can picture the gray area in between where you're just living and like tyler said maintaining that's the extremely difficult part humans almost don't even think of this idea of maintaining. It's always, I'm on this thing or off this thing. And diets very much become that, where the habits that you're using to reach this end goal with the diet, that's on. You're on all the way. Well, you don't picture you know, anything in between there. It's either an on switch or an off switch. People are super black and white. So the gray area is where we really struggle to see. And in order for a diet, quote unquote, to be effective, um, it needs to be in the gray because that on and off switch is going to lead to failure every time because our life is, even though we want to see it like that, all our brains do is just assess things and put them in categories of this and that. But the reality is, you know, the vast majority of our life is the gray. There's tons of times where we're just kind of plugging along. And if you have habits set that are a true lifestyle, you're neither on nor off. You're just using these habits to, to move forward in a true lifestyle. And that's what creates um, the balance of it in your life to, to be in the gray. And uh, we're, we're, we're advocates of flexible dieting. That's what we teach to our clients, but we teach balance. And when people tell us like you can have, you know, ice cream or cereal or things that don't seem, uh, Diet friendly. Diet, diet friendly. <laughs> they think we're crazy. And it's not we're encouraging bad eating. We're encouraging flexibility where we're trying to help people understand how you can have these things. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to just go on to a flexible dieting plan or counting your macros, whatever you want to call it, um, as like a way of, of getting rid of any eating disorder that you might have or a way of just going to Filiberto's every meal 
yeah. and, and eating out every meal and thinking that, oh, I'm counting my macros, it's working. Well, no, that's not how it works. You still have to be realistic with what you're doing. That's, again, that black and white nature of humans, though. We need, like, a label to slap on everything. So it's like, if this diet gives you permission to eat foods outside of chicken, rice, broccoli, for a lot of people it becomes, then black and white where, oh, I don't have to eat this stuff, so I'm now eating Pop-Tarts, candy, in and out they tend to abuse <laughs> for every <it>. meal. <laughs> so there are some negatives to even flexible dieting as well, and there, but there are a tremendous amount of positives that come, up, come with it, and we want to try and help you guys navigate through that uh, as we go as well. The cool part about it that I like is it's truly a skill where it takes no skill to pick up, you know, Everyone thinks they're doing keto or Atkins, but the reality is all they're doing is just stripping their carbs down to zero. They don't 100% know what that means. The cool thing about flexible dieting is it truly is a skill. It involves so many things that become like done correctly and with a coach or maybe even a group or some thoughtful um, applied daily, you know, just thinking about it and things like that. It truly gets etched into your brain in a way where um, it's, yeah, it's a skill. It becomes a skill. It's no longer just a method of like, it is a method too, but it's not like Atkins where it becomes, you know, so black and white. It's a skill for you to look at the world and what you eat differently and to have the tools and knowledge to manipulate your body essentially. And to know what to do if you, say you're, you know, on vacation and you gain five pounds. Well, it's very cool to to have that faith and knowledge to know, like, no big deal. I don't have to do anything extreme. I have every single tool in my brain. I don't need a book. I don't need to strip all my carbs. You know, by looking at foods around you and your mindset should be aligned in such a way once you've practiced flexible dieting. Okay. So by practicing all those tools that you just learned, does that help create more sustainability? that creates a ton of sustainability because you're no longer relying on this idea of something so black and white. You're now truly more in the gray where you're not having to switch things on and off. You're knowing no matter where you go, whether like you're on a cruise or a vacation or you're at your parents' house or you're at, you know, wherever. So all these pitfalls that people run into when they're trying to diet, um, you no longer you, you don't see those things that way anymore because you know around you there are going to be food choices that you can make. Some are going to be less friendly, but it relieves all the stress of thinking, I need these specific foods. I need you know to be in this zone where it's horrible and super punishing and I only can eat these foods. You now are looking at it in such a, more, such a stress-free way because all of that is imprinted in your brain and it just becomes this sustainable thing where no matter where you go or what you do, you have the tools with you to navigate and stay on track. Now, flexible dieting can be kind of looked at in an obsessive way because it can be obsessive can be. because you're, you're tracking weight and everything, um, but it's not something that you can do forever. It's not something we encourage you to do forever Shouldn't. at all. It's <laughs> the, everything that Leanne is, is describing is the tools that you're learning along the way because you're learning what's in your food truly realistically how much is in each like how much it weighs compared to you know what the macros are because there's been some studies have shown that people are about 30 to 40 percent off of what they think they're eating you'd be surprised how many people we get uh, that tell us about their day and they're wondering why they're not uh, losing weight and they end up gaining weight 
mm-hmm. and we just have them start tracking and trying to get a basic idea of where they're at and they're like oh my god i didn't know i was eating that much fat so eye-opening it's very eye-opening and so if you've never done that before i encourage you just see how much you're eating but um and also just being realistic with how much you're eating too People think they're doing these meal plans and they're on for four, five days and then they're off two or three thinking that this plan is just not working. Well, no, it's the other days that you're not, you're yeah. making it worse. It's not the actual diet itself. It's what you're doing and knowing, be realistic, what you're, what the things you're doing outside of it, like having your cheat meals and cheat days, things like that. They don't understand what's going into those cheat meals. And so the tools that you're learning are definitely something that you're, you're able to use forever and even creating like a better relationship with the scale too. Mm-hmm. Um, people look at the scale as being a bad punishing thing and they're scared to get on the scale the next day uh, after a big day of eating. But once they start learning and seeing like, okay, I gained a few pounds, now I know what to do to get back at it. And it's very easy to um, jump back at it without like going through the super punishing um, outlook. Process of things. And that's another, Tyler just touched briefly on Um, The reason why a lot of diets aren't sustainable, again, is any diet that you're able to do for like five days and then you need to cheat on it. First of all, that word's very ugly in the first place. It's like cheating. Yeah, it's it's abrasive. Yeah. So it's like anything you're needing to cheat on, that might be a good sign that it's not sustainable for you, for your lifestyle. Maybe for somebody else it would be, but... It might, it's not sustainable for you because you shouldn't need to have a day or a meal or whatever where you're like going ham on all these foods that were the red button, <laughs> like we talked about. All the things you restrict yourself of. Because I, I've done that myself. And that's, um, I created, and I never had this before, I created an eating disorder in, in 2007 for a little bit. And I was restricting myself extremely wow. bad. And I could I could not stop eating ice cream. I mean, I, I remember how guilty I felt from binging and gaining all this weight and then trying to cut it back and trying to go to the extreme because I didn't know what I was doing. I was doing like a generic meal plan for a show, got lean, but I felt horrible. And then flexible dieting completely changed that where I was able to stay on it and I was just mind blown that I could have other foods that fit into my day. And that's what kind of changed my life with with uh, eating. But then I also, that first show, I gained 30 pounds in 10 days and it was miserable. So wild. But I, I was adding up all the food that I wanted to eat beforehand and I had all this thing planned out <laughs> That's how you know it's yes. going to be bad. <laughs> I was like getting grocery lists of food and everything I wanted to eat. And then I was planning out my week or my weeks of the restaurants I wanted to hit after. I mean, it was it was horrible. But that was my mindset going into it. It's so crazy, too, because this is the th- a thing that I notice. I'm sure Tyler does, too. When we talk to a lot of people, the extremely damaging thing about the fitness and diet industry, at least here in America, it's diet. First of all, dieting is such a first world problem where you go to many other countries and they're looking at you like, you have to make low calorie foods because you eat too much. Yes. I don't get it. So anyway, so it's a first world problem and there's a huge industry around it. The problem is once you've dug into any type of a diet or you've read a magazine that has this diet or you've seen any results from doing any type of diet, whether it be the soup diet, low carb diet, Atkins diet, keto diet, the whatever this weird diet, diet is, a cleanse, your brain, the way our brains work, you forever will tie the way you felt when you did that diet. So whether you lost like 10 pounds, you can never undo all of those feelings that you associated with. I did this diet. I was successful on it. We noticed that people's brains want to go back to every single one of those damaging things that they have put in their brain about a diet where that becomes success to you. That becomes diet success because you lost weight. 
that was the end result you desired. So you really have to be careful with what information you're reading out there. And again, we're presenting a whole new different view. And maybe you're looking at us like, is what, are they quacks? Like, what are they saying? But you have to realize that, you know, that this industry is a money making industry and every single approach that is out there revolves around making money in some way. And just know that you can't unsee those things. Once you've done a cleanse and then you've stepped on the scale and you lost seven pounds in three days, your brain is somewhere, somehow going to go back to thinking that that is the way you lose weight. And over a lifetime, that is how people just become totally, pardon me, mind screwed because they can never unsee all the things that they've seen when it comes to that relationship with food. They now think carbs are bad. I need low fat stuff. I can't eat this. I can't eat that. We can't undo it. Our brains just are machines that associate this end result we wanted with however we got there so you gotta yes. be careful <laughs> you should see uh like with our coaching process we once we get to know our client or if a new client starts up and they tell us their past history we we do we spend a lot of time trying to undo what they went through prior to, so to working with us because most they, of what we do yes that's exactly we do that so much where we're trying to undo and unwind what's already in their brain and not that it's it, it's not no, we're not saying it's not correct, but there are a lot of things that are pretty damaging where they tend to always go back or they'll mm-hmm. they'll go back to the old diet plan. It's like, well, why did you hire us to help you with this? And they keep going back. Well, we, we, we keep working really hard to try and make them feel or believe and have a yeah. different mindset because once they start seeing it and they realize that, oh, I don't have to go that extreme or hard yes. to get results, they start like trusting the process even more. Which and is that's cool. such a cool thing. That's like the coolest thing where doing this um, with a coach or even in a group or with your spouse or whatever, like there is such a strength um, or just a power that human humans have to influence each other, to truly change like deep down all the dogma that's in your brain that you've built up. Like our brains are chaotic and they will tear us down a lot of times before it will build us up. And if you, you have the correct voice or the correct, you know, motivations around you, Um, a coach you trust or a friend that you're doing this with like you can really push yourself to see things that you have never like seen before and take your physique or just your body to a place you've never been or your brain to a place a healthier place that you've never been just Just being open-minded about it going into it because with with flexible dieting counting and tracking your macros you can really transform your physique in it's so much whether you're doing a show or just losing weight or doing an endurance event it's really you can tailor and, and, and make it specific to each person. Uh, it's crazy. You can so pretty much cool. do anything. Yeah, it's really and cool. I think Tyler was the same, but I know like I've worked out my entire life and you know, not just like dabbled in it, but my whole life I've worked out at a fairly high level and achieved what I felt was a lot. And even when I came Tyler's coached me for like five years or whatever, even when I came to him I was pretty lean and you know I had figured out a way an approach that worked for me and in in my brain like um it was pretty fluid to where I could get myself so far but I can tell you in the last five years with this approach I've made more changes than in the previous 20 and I've been lifting a long time and I'm going on 40 so I mean I've warp sped results like so quickly just from dialing it in like this and you've done figure bikini 
That's Zeke, another cool thing. You transformed completely in different aspects or categories of competing. It's pretty cool. It is neat. It's like you can really change the way your body looks quickly if you trust this process. And and, and ultimately with all of this, with flexible dieting or just dieting and eating in general, uh, the main goal or is what you tr- should try and achieve and shoot for is getting to intuitive eating. And intuitive so eating gets like, it's starting to get coined and people are abusing it as a way of, another dieting approach in a way, but they don't really truly know what intuitive eating is. And we'll probably touch on that here in one of our later episodes. Yeah. Leanne is so really into that, but <laughs> you want to get to that point of you can track vigorously, reverse out of it to, to get into like a maintenance phase and, and learn to keep the weight off forever. And by slowly intru- introducing more food and getting to the point where you're not tracking anymore. Wouldn't that's, you say that's like, wouldn't you say reverse dieting is what truly sets like this approach apart from other yes. or metabolic rebuilding, yes. whatever? Because people think that the dieting part is just, that's all you need to do. They reach the goal and they think, oh, I'm done. I'm just going to go and do whatever. They don't think of, I need to keep this off. Totally. And what do I do to do that? They don't go through that, that phase. So however long it takes you to diet should be, Depends on how much weight you lose. Should be almost how much you sh- how much time and effort you should put into reversing and keeping it off, because within two years, a hundred. I think the percent is people gain one hundred seven percent of their gain- their weight back within two years. And that's yo-yo dieting. That's yo-yo to dieting. A tea right yes, there. People exactly. have dieted for years and wind up fatter at the end of it. Yes. Than when they started. Yes, and that's not not fun. So no. we want to try and you know shed light on intuitive eating and what that really is uh, down the road, but. Uh, we're excited and hopefully uh, this kind of opened up some things for you guys that you're, that you're listening and shed some light on the dieting, the word dieting and that yes. it's, it shouldn't be a bad thing. It's, it's your everyday eating. It's calories in, calories out. That's really ultimately what it is. And it should not be abusive and punishing. I feel like if you listen to this and you can truly hear what we're saying, the way I feel about flexible dieting is it's like seeing if you've seen the movie, The Matrix, it's like. You literally see the matrix every day with your nutrition. And that is like such a cool thing. What a cool gift it really to be able is. to have. So hopefully that kind of gives you an idea of um, our perspective on the word diet. And hopefully it allows you to, from this point forward, when you are scrolling through, you know, social media or you see something on a magazine stand or you hear it on TV, um, assess the way you are thinking about it and think about it in terms of, whether that would be something that would be sustainable for you daily, for every day, for the rest of your life, or whether it's something that lacks sustainability is going to be a very short-term fix and is going to end up in a lot of probably, not to be negative, grief across your life and a frustrating cycle of spinning your wheels, losing weight, gaining it back, and never really knowing where to turn to get the result that you want. Well, I think Leanne wrapped it up really, really well because she's amazing at that. So I think we're going to end right there for today. And hopefully you guys can join us in the next episode of MacroHack Radio. Thanks so much, everybody, for being here today on episode one of Macro Hack Radio, The Diet Mentality. Don't forget to give us a rating and review as well as subscribe to our podcast so you can be updated every time we publish a new episode. Don't forget to find us at Flexible Dieting and at Team 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 Nutrition and at NamSir on Instagram. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great day, everyone.